Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 20 of the Good Buds Podcast, a show about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Not weed, but weed is tight. My name is Joey Belfiore, and I'm here with Andrew Bascom. Andrew, what's going on? Oh, it, a ton. It turns out a ton is going on, Joey. We, yeah. it, it's been so long since we talked. Happy uh, family slash President's Day. Yes. Happy family slash President's Day, everybody. celebrate. <laughs> yes. It doesn't break their religion to celebrate Family Day. I, uh, we, we haven't talked in a bit, right? Uh, we took a couple days off here because we only had two games coming up um, in our normal recording schedule. We're like, two games? <sighs> you know, what could happen? Only, only two games. Let's wait to stock up on some conversation. Holy God. What We have missed so much. Yeah, uh, Morgan Riley got suspended, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, knew that was coming. Didn't know five was coming, but here we are. <laughs> Four games without him, and the Leafs are 4-0. 30-16-8, mm-hmm. 68 points, third in the Atlantic with games in hand uh, with those around them. Yep. Boston is actually playing right now. We're talking Ooh. right after the Leafs just beat St. Louis, and they're in a shootout. Okay, okay. Dallas. All right, we'll track how that they're goes. Everyone knows getting points. Boston's always just getting points. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're, yeah. they've lost five in a row or they've lost four in a row. They might lose five in a row, but they're still getting points in some of those losses. It's just annoying. I know. Well, we can't, I don't know, glass houses. We can't say anything about people getting extra points that maybe uh, of games they didn't deserve to win or lose. I guess so. Good point. <laughs> Good point. All right. Leafs beat the St. Louis Blues in St. Louis to kick off the West Conference road trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, 4-2, 3-1 yep. late. Blues get one with the goalie pulled, and then Bobby McMahon gets some McMahon meat and puts one in. 4-2. Classic McMahon. What are your thoughts on the game? I thought that was uh, a pretty solid win for a 1 o'clock start. Yeah, there was chances missed on both sides. You're right. The time is definitely a factor because we just don't – the Toronto Maple Leafs just do not play games at 1 o'clock. You know, I hate they're it. They're not the – Oh, I absolutely hate it. It's so stupid. Thank God it's a holiday. But like if we were the Pittsburgh Penguins or Philadelphia Flyers, we'd have to get used to this all the time. They play yeah. that Sunday, Sunday one o'clock game. It's awful. But there was chances missed on both sides. So it's like this really big thing of like early on, you know, you had uh, you had a few Leafs chances. The second period, it felt like there was like the Jordan Cairo huge miss just like with an open net. Uh, yeah. You know, so it was it's not by any means sloppy, but like that score, I don't know if it's super indicative, but the Leafs definitely controlled play. Yeah, I thought especially starting in the second period with Matthew Nye's undressing Colton Pareko. Oh my goodness, what a goal. Oh my God. Um, and I thought we I thought we controlled pretty much the game after that. Mm-hmm. I mean, St. Louis's goal is kind of unfortunate just because it goes off of uh, Timothy Lilligren and in. Yeah. One second left on the power play. You just kind of like, uh, you exhale and you're like, don't let this be the no. thing that beats us. Uh, especially with Timothy Lilligren having a bit of a tough stretch here. I mean, I know like Anaheim was nice. Everyone kind of had a really nice time against Anaheim as (laughs) we should. Uh, But I thought he got, I thought he got caught a couple times today and just with that goal, you're kind of like, ugh. Um, but you know what I mean? Uh, I thought we controlled play after that. So I thought it was a solid effort. I thought Mitch Marner was absolutely everywhere. He was unbelievable. Oh uh, no, he was so so good. Samsonov played well enough. Yeah, you know what I mean. I like, was gonna say like Ilya Samsonov yeah. was. I thought he played very well. I mean, St. Louis yeah. didn't pepper him or anything, but I thought they got some good looks and he made some really nice saves. Um, he is a top three goalie numbers wise in the past month. 
<laughs> Isn't that crazy? Just like we all predicted. Yeah, no, 100%. They, this was a guy that anyone could have had a couple of months ago. We just put him on waivers. Like, anyone want him? No? Okay. Shame on me for saying yeah. that this uh, reset, like him going down to the Marlies and not playing any games and just kind of chilling there. Uh, yeah. I was like, what's that going to do? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it seems yeah, like yeah. it did some stuff. Uh, it, it, it definitely did to the point that now when Martin Jones starts, I'm like, oh, just put Sam's yeah, too. In. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, we can kind of talk about goalie stuff right now just quickly. Sure. So I don't know how close Joe Wall is because we've been talking about little hints like over the last few weeks, like, oh, he's getting close. He's getting to the point where we can map out his return. Yeah. Um, And then this video came out like it was like the camera from behind him. And we thought, okay, maybe it was like a week away. And he was just like really shaking out the ankle. And like, this doesn't look like a guy who's a week away from returning. And now we're saying, okay, he's not going to play on this road trip at all. Um, this is a, an injury that happened in December and we're coming up on two months now. It's probably going to be yeah. past two months when he gets in. I don't know. I think like for me, Samsonov is taking the net back. He has earned the way he's played in the last yep. month plus. Mm-hmm. He has earned the net back. And I think while coming back with that injury you have to give him some time before you're just like, yes. right, Joe. like a lot of people you see online, like assuming Joe Wall is going to be the guy in game one of the playoffs. Like if I'm a betting man at this point, I'm betting it's Ilya. I, I completely agree with you. I think, I think it's Ilya Samsonov for sure. I think we're assuming a lot from Joe Wall right now too. Yeah, like Joe Wall was yeah. playing fine, good, you know, but not like, you know, not unbelievable or anything like that. And also just think about our expectations. That just could have been a stretch of time where he's playing really well. Now he's been missing, you know, any game whatsoever for two months. And we're just like, yeah, he's our game one starter. It's like, why? Like, I don't even get that. Like this team now is playing better than they were even back then. So like, I just don't, don't really understand that it's a guaranteed thing. I think it has to be seen as a bonus that we might have two goaltenders that could be playing well. And that'd be really exciting. But at this point it's Eli Samsonov. Yeah, you just take that you take that any day based on how the season started and halfway through yeah. the season we, where we were just over a month ago with our goal goaltending situation like you just take what you have right now and you hope that Joe Wall getting healthy is just an extra bonus from what is right. currently working. Leafs are 8 and 2 in their last 10. Yeah, baby, not like we're gaining yeah. anything on Florida cuz they're just as hot unfortunately, <laughs> they are but unbelievable. 49 goals in 54 games for Mr. Austin Matthews. Oh my god. It's insane. Um I don't even know how to describe it at this point. It's just no. so fun to watch. This is like unbelievable. Um I don't know, man. Like it's just I I'm so <laughs> excited um that we get to just do this and watch this for the next few years. It's it's just makes me happy. I, I, it is, it's just, it's just incredible. Like we, we didn't, we got so lucky. Like we, we, we bottomed out for the Austin Matthews draft. And even when you receive the number one pick and you go, God, we're going to get Austin Matthews. Isn't that great? You never in a million years think you're going to get this. You don't think this is a possibility, even though he could be one of the best players in the world. This is even on top of that, you know, a chance for 70 for the first time in 30 plus years is just the craziest thing on top of being an incredible defensive player, not taking penalties and, you know, like just seemingly just being a good Toronto Maple Leaf. This is just such a win. I just, I almost don't know what to do with myself. This is, I'm not used to this feeling like this is crazy. Yeah. Fourth in uh, Selkie voting currently by the athletics model. Like, wow, man, this is Jesus. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, no, it's, it's incredible. Is he now playing at 13.25 for the next four years, playing at a discount because <laughs> yeah. I think so. 
It's amazing how much that conversation is flipped and everyone's like, I don't know about that. It's a lot of money. We'll see about that. Oh my God. We are, we are getting, we are getting, we're the ones getting the discount right now. Yeah. Like it's crazy. I, yeah, it's just, and the way he's scoring the goals too, it just feels so automatic. It feels like a force of nature where it just, it, it, none of it's surprising. Like he scores, you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, well, that was it. Yeah, nothing lucky, nothing crazy. You know what I mean? Especially that Anaheim game where he got the three, they're in the th- same spot. And I don't know what the goal is supposed to do. Even he's looking back and going like, I don't know, like, what am I, what am I, what am I missing here? It's just incredible. I mean, that's been the thing with Austin throughout his career and why he scores and has been able to score at will is he's constantly changing where he's putting. Like, he'll go through stretches where he'll be like low glove and then go through stretches yeah. where he'll be like five hole and then low blocker, high block. Like, he he is constantly keeping goalies guessing where it doesn't matter how much tape you're watching. He can score from anywhere and put it at any point, like anywhere in the net. Yeah. It's wild. No, it's crazy. I wish he had more assists, but what are you going to do? I the 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 <laughs> the Marner pass was incredible for his goal today. Like Marner sucks the guy in, makes an incredible pass through his legs or under his stick, I think. And uh, and Matthews, that's the one where you don't even need to be the best player in the world. That could that could have been Nick Robertson mm-hmm. putting that in. Uh, and and it's just and it's so nice to see stuff like that where so many of these goals have been on Matthews back, but Marner is just playing incredible right now. And uh, and that power play goal just it just yeah, it just feels automatic. You're like oh yeah, and he doesn't even celebrate; just skates right off. Like wow, well, okay, well, yeah. yeah, just another day. Yeah, um, give me a number. What do you think? If, if, I think, if he finishes the year healthy, yeah. knock on wood, touch wood. Yeah, knock on wood. Oh, I'm knocking on everything. Yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. Um, where do you think? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be seventy four. Let's go with seventy four. Um, wow. You know, you can't imagine he's gonna be doing it at this pace with like seven goals in three games. But at the same time, it's it's not that far off. You know, if he's going four goals in three games, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. If he could keep that pace, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think? Man. <laughs> Like I want, you want seven. This is very unrealistic. It's not unrealistic. Hold on, it's not unrealistic. Okay, you want seventy-seven because then that is Mm. like that breaks the barrier completely. Like that takes you out like ahead of that uh, Timu Solani year in the early nineties. So the Alexander McGillney, where they both scored like seventy plus, like seventy-seven put, but that's a little. I want to say. I think realistically he's going to get 71 72 and yeah. uh, if he can continue as like as hot as he's been in this last little stretch here and can keep that stretch going then maybe he can get to 76 77 like it's not unrealistic which is just crazy to say uh, it's it's crazy and the other thing too is he has 15 go ahead goals and 15 game time goals of the of the 49 30 of them are either to put the Leafs in the in the in the game with a tie game or to put them ahead. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just bananas. He doesn't have a single empty net goal. Like it's not even these fluff yeah. stats. Like it's all these weird things where it's like unbelievable that he's it's it's consequential goals almost every single one of them. Not a single empty net goal in forty nine goals, and it's <sighs> February nineteenth. Yeah, it's just yeah. I almost don't even know what to do with myself. Like I, I just am not prepared for this level of success from one player. It's unbelievable. You know who didn't have an empty net goal today is Tyler Bertuzzi. Oh, uh, okay. This, I'm glad we're talking about Tyler. I'm glad we're talking about Tyler Bertuzzi right after Austin Matthews because this is the perfect thing. Austin Matthews willed Tyler Bertuzzi to get a goal te- to get a goal. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. He, did. he looked he at him, held on to like, it your- so tight, and was just like, <laughs> yes. "I'm not gonna pass it. I'm not gonna pass it until I can see you get open." And yeah. there it is. Like, put and, your and fucking I'm just stick. There watching. <laughs> put your fucking stick on the ice. I'm gonna fire it at it. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna wire the puck at your stick, and it's gonna go in. 
It's like yeah. he could see it coming. I was just, I was like, Austin Matthews gave him a goal. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I <laughs> and assist. <laughs> and then Bertuzzi comes down the wing today. Has a chance to put the game away. Uh, soars one. Ugh. St. Louis comes back and scores, and thank goodness we put an empty net goal in there because that was uh, you just that was like an of course moment. Like oh my god, of yeah. course. Just don't yeah. let it keep going. Don't let it snowball. Um, what are your thoughts on Max Domi? Oh. Getting some top six minutes and yeah, uh, you know Tavares has been kind of injured and sick over the last little yes. bit. Um, just Domi's getting a bit more of an opportunity now to showcase some offense in the top six. It's kind of been you know working. It's it's been nice to see. I thought I thought even like defensively today against St. Louis, Domi was responsible. He was back checking um, aggressively. Good to yeah. see. Um, what do you think? I, you know what? It's, it's nice that the second line is fast. Like it's allowing Nylander to skate, you know, more freely now instead of Tavares, which is, you know, he's not the slowest player in the world by any means, but he's not as fast as he used to be. And to it, it the, the line moves a lot freer. Now, just, just an aside with Tavares, uh, floating that Tavares top line on the wing is such an interesting thing that they've done now two, three times where it's like Tavares, Matthews, Marner. And you're like, but they, you keep like, you're counting. You're like, wait, 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 what am I missing here? It's inter- it's an interesting idea. They did that a few years. Like they they've been doing that every once in a while. Like when they've been down in in the yeah. playoffs, especially I've noticed that sometimes. Like when they think they need a goal. I remember it was like the super line. They just throw right. those three up there. Um, I think they've been comfortable playing with each other before when they have to. It is interesting to see it on a game like today. It was an afternoon game against St. Louis. Um, but I think that's just basically because Tavares was on the third line and got a couple extra shifts on line one. Um, yeah. So, you know, you get him a couple more minutes because it, that line kind of was stuck in the mud. Like the mm-hmm. Nick Robertson, John Tavares um, yes. line just stuck in the mud a little bit. Uh, Bobby McMahon. And then they kind of had a nice shift together in the third. It kind of like woke them up a little bit more. And right. then, you know, we heard Tavares uh, double F bomb on the live yes, broadcast. The which was awesome. Where's the yeah. fucking trip? That was a fucking trip. What the fuck was that? Oh, it was so loud. <laughs> what the fuck was that? It made, what the fuck was that? It made me laugh so hard. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it's interesting. I like the Domi. I, Domi looks good on the second line. I know that that means that the top line is taking that much oxygen, but that's what, that's the point. Right. And, um, I think, you know, Nylander looks pretty good with it too. So I, I kind of, I really like this option and, and, you know, you're in tough spots. We could talk about Morgan Riley in a bit with when you lose players out of the lineup, it gives other players the opportunity and uh, it's nice to see how they've responded with that because second line played great the last couple of games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And hey, William Nylander, I know it's not Austin Matthews' number, but 29 goals right now. 29. Yeah. Like, this is really good. And he just had his 500 points. So congratulations to Willie. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like 29 goals. It's I know he's pl- he's playing absolutely great. Can I also just say Nick Robertson too? Nick Robertson in in garbage time is like like prime Brett Hull. Like he's just unbelievable. <laughs> like he's like oh we're up three goals. Watch this, and you're just like oh nice, good job Nick. He whipped uh, so, one today like low in late in the third. You're right, yeah. and it 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 kind of just went off uh, Hoffer's right leg, but before he could even react, it was just kind of like an unfortunately placed shot because <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think he had Hoffer completely like, what the fuck? Like that release is quick as hell. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's, it's a really good shot. And I'm, I'm, you know, he's getting, he's getting the low minutes right now. Just speaking of it, like he's, he's getting skipped in lines and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, whether you've, 
you think or you should. We I don't know how much time we want to talk about the fourth line considering how great everything's been playing. And I just want to like now nitpick the fact that Noah Gregor was a healthy scratch in this game when we're missing so many players. It's a very yeah. interesting uh, thing. Ryan Reeves getting more minutes than Nick Robertson. Oh, that's kind of odd. I don't think that'll continue with uh, Ryan Reeves taking an insanely stupid penalty uh, today oh, uh, in yeah, St. Louis. The trip, it, it, like behind the other net while the other, ugh, yeah, like, it's just bad. like, ugh. And, um, and Matthews had come on the ice like they had changed. Matthews and Marner were on the ice and yeah. he was the final forward who was still on. And uh, yeah, because he's not fast enough to get back to the bench. It's just so frustrating. It's like that's the uh, like it's, it's the shit that drives you crazy. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought the fourth line was pretty solid tonight. I thought they've been solid for quite a f- number of games here. And I think like Holmberg and I know McMahon wasn't playing fourth line minutes anymore, but he's probably going to be back there at some point. Um like they've leapfrogged Gregor and Reeves, who's Reeves is probably the next man out. Like when Yarncroft gets hev- uh, healthy, sorry. And then the question kind of becomes: if we do have this trade deadline ad, a the third line center, a top nine forward, who then gets pushed out? Which is an interesting, interesting conversation. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's crazy. I just you know we we started by talking about Domi. You know, in that Anaheim game, uh, Gudis, what, takes a cross-check to, what was it, McMahon after scoring a goal? Yeah. And uh, yeah. one of the nine that they scored. And uh, and Gudis just takes a little cross-check at him, which we can kind of talk about in Riley with that, you know, uh, mirroring. And Domi doesn't hesitate and just runs him over. Just, like, just tackles him. And it is it was really great to see because it's that kind of shit that we just not seen in the past. And also Domi just seems like a crazy person. Like he's coming up smiling after getting this mm-hmm. the crap kicked out of him. He just loves yeah. it. And you're like, Ooh, what a weird guy. I love this, but it's, it's great because later you have Reeves on the ice and he's like performatively trying to like fight somebody and go like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And everyone's like skating by. I'm like, no, it's like, if you're up by five. Why would we do that? And I think that's the biggest difference that never made any sense why having a t- one tough guy on our team that's going to take on all the responsibility? This is not Ryan Reeves' fault, but he's not playing enough minutes for it to matter. Having a guy on your line when you score a goal, that's when it matters. That's when a guy can instantly do it. And it's just nice that he's not the biggest guy in the world. He's not even as big as I am. And yet he is trying to fight actively anyone that touches his teammates. That's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I love that. I, it's He looks crazy. I love it. Yeah, he does look crazy. The tongue <laughs> out. Missing teeth. Just crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's funny. Like I look at the notes and it's like, this is egregious. What's egregious. I don't know. We, we we've been on a four game <laughs> heater. Uh, we've been pretty hot, but there is something oh. like, cause there always is something. So let's rock it. This is egregious. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do this is egregious. Then. This is egregious. All right. As we all know, Leafs nation is no stranger to exaggeration or overreaction. Yes. So this segment is to highlight how ridiculous and egregious Toronto media can get and why it's insane. Okay, so against Philly a couple games mm-hmm. ago last Thursday, a 4-3 win in overtime. Hey, nice. um, There was an exchange on the bench that was caught on camera from Keith and Willie. And I'm looking at it and looking at it and looking at it and I see nothing. Yeah, right. I see Keith mm-hmm. talking to Will and Will responding to Keith. And that's it. And it was blown completely out of proportion online yeah. by being like bad blood between those two. Uh, <laughs> Keith doesn't know how to coach his yes, players. Like, yes. like it's just. Yeah. Keith's head is down. You can't see what he's saying. Right. He's not yelling. Uh, Willie says twice, literally the word twice, twice. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. That's the interaction. Uh, 
and then it gets blown into a proportion that Keith doesn't know how to uh, <laughs> wrangle his players. He's lost the bench. Sure. He's lost the room. Yeah. Willie's disinterested. Um, no, I think they're just having a conversation because uh, it's important for a coach to talk to his players throughout the game. That's all I see. Moving on. I This is egregious as a segment does so much better when they're winning than when they're losing. When they're losing, it's easy because people are like, they're not playing well. And you're like, damn right, that sucks. When they're playing well, this is egregious is really highlighted because it's shit like this, what Joey is talking about, that gets highlighted and you're like, oh, this is bad. And you're like, is it? Like, is this all we got to work off of here? Like, this is pathetic. It's it's such a reach. It's such a flipping reach. Yes, it really is. Um, get used to it at this point. <laughs> all right. My egregious is going to work into exactly the other half of this, uh, you know, big thing that happened this week that we uh, haven't talked about yet. Morgan Riley uh, was suspended for five games uh, by the uh, de player, uh, Department of Player Safety uh, and George Peros uh, for a cross-check to... Uh, uh, Riley Gregg. Ridley Gregg? What's his name? What's Ridley it? Gregg. Ridley Gregg. Yes, Rid- Ridley. That Ridley Gregg, classic yeah. first name. Yes. Ridley Gregg uh, because of uh, a slap shot into an empty net. This is from the Ottawa Citizen. I know this usually features Toronto media, but let's just go with this for now. Morgan Riley incident shows hockey's culture problem. And my big thing about this egregious is that the conversation around what Morgan Riley did. Should you hit players after the game ends? No, you should not do that. That's totally fine. I, I totally understand that. But but the idea that everybody all of a sudden now is clutching their pearls because they're like, well, I didn't know. Is there a right way to score a goal? I didn't know that. Get the fuck out of here. I am so tired of this idea that just because there is retribution for being kind of a hot dog, everyone's like, oh, how dare you? I can't believe it. it is there gambling in this establishment? Like, get the fuck out of here. He did something stupid. He got hit for it. Riley gets suspended or gets some kind of punishment. I think case closed. That's all you need to see. I'm surprised it's five games. We can talk about that in a second. But the fact that this is, this is the way things work. This is how it goes. Like, and I just don't understand why people all of a sudden for the first time ever don't realize or or are surprised by the idea that when you act like an asshole, you might, you know, you, when you fuck around, you might find out like that's, I just, what is this new to everybody? Oh, drives me crazy. Yeah. Anyone watch a baseball game? Anyone? Yes. Dogs, anything they're getting a fastball thrown right at their back. <laughs> yes, like, and, and everyone's like, okay, yeah. Yeah. I he get threw it. the fastball at his back now. Okay. We're moving on. Yeah. If you do it again, we're going to warn just you. Desk. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, also, this is just sports. So like, it's just, it, it does feel, I understand. I'm not trying to play like Toronto victim. If this, if this hit, the Morgan Riley hit happened in San Jose, Arizona after the whistle, no one would ever talk about it again. It would be $2,500. Everyone would go happy and it would be fine. And we'd never talk about it. But the fact it is Toronto Maple Leaf and it's a pretty prominent one and a big one in the core four. And so everyone wants to talk about it. I get that. But like the idea, that shouldn't be your argument. The argument shouldn't be like, oh, I didn't know there's a right way to score a goal. It's like, get fucked. Get out of here. This is egregious. Did you, do you think it'll like, I mean, by the time this episode comes out, it might already be yeah. out there. But do you think the appeal works. Do you think he gets a game taken off? I mean, he's, he's already served four. So there's your four. It's going to be a five game suspension, no matter what. I, I, I think there, yeah, so I don't think it gets shortened. I don't think so either. So just so everyone knows George Peros and the, the department of player safety hand the suspension out. You used to go to an independent arbitrator uh, when you used to appeal it. And that was very rare to happen. Now for the third time this year, there is a player appealing a suspension and it goes to Gary Bettman. This is a big deal because it's a lot more than usual. And even to the point that on 32 Thoughts, Elliot Friedman was floating the idea that Gary Bettman could increase a suspension on appeal to stop people from appealing because this appealing process, I don't know, is frustrating to them or is tiring or it makes the, the, makes the player safety uh, department look bad. 
And so the idea that this could, they could turn around and be like, five games? It's actually seven games. Shut the fuck up and go home is like bananas to me. But no, I do not think it goes down. And I also don't believe it goes up. I think that's just going to be like a, I don't know, like a wives tale or something to, something to scare the kids. That would be insane <laughs> right? if you increase the suspension. Yes. That's an insane rule. You're wasting my time. That's just such a stupid flex of power. Uh-huh. It's, isn't that say, isn't that crazy? What? I know. That's I know they they really talked about that, which is just crazy. And also the fact that like you're you're getting uh you're getting suspended from the NHL and they're like, "Oh, you want to appeal it? Good. We'll talk to the head of the NHL." And you're like, "What the, why would that be any what the hell's this?" Like it feels like, you know, like I don't know. It, it, why would why would you ever reduce it at this point? Yeah, that's weird. Ugh, I feel like you're going crazy. Like it just doesn't make any sense. So no, <laughs> it I don't does think make it sense. Yeah. Andrew. Yes. Um, is TJ Brody playing on his usual left side? Right. And Dude, left. We should keep him there. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We should. So basically Brody's been playing on the right for a long fucking time uh because he's been Riley's guy. Yeah. Uh he is better. Obviously he struggled a bit this year on the right and he's not you know, he is a left shot defenseman who plays on the left side. Um, he's been comfy there. He looked f- fantastic today against St. Louis. Um, if he's playing on your left side and you're keeping him there, then I think like, I don't know, like now this makes me think like, okay, if, if they're targeting a guy like Hannafin, mm-hmm. who's another left yep. shot guy, then you're, you're forced to push Brody back to his right. Yes. And it's like, can we really just zero in on a right shot guy? I know it feels like this has been a thing that they've talked about for years. You know, it was especially a couple years ago, a really a bigger conversation point was getting a guy that can play on the right side because you have Morgan Riley, a really good defenseman who's very comfortable. It worked with Shen. Yeah, it worked with Shen. It totally worked with Shen. You know, I, I, I agree with you. It should be a focus that they get. Now, do we have the depth to not play Brody on our top line and put him on the second line to play on the left side? I, I don't know. It probably will. That question will be answered a little bit more probably after the trade deadline, but wouldn't a luxury, what a nice luxury that would be. Yeah, and I guess that's their move, right? Or why they're so hell bent on Tanev, right? Because then Tanev becomes Riley's partner, and then you can put Brody, mm-hmm. yep, on the left side. I know, yeah. Which, which would be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. I just, I just, you know. he's looked so much better. He's looked so much better on the left hand side. I know it's a very short sample size, and maybe, maybe we push him back to the right, and he's just playing better in general, and then that's gonna be fine. But it might not be yeah. a coincidence that he's playing so well on the left hand side. Yeah. I, I don't know. Do you think, like, obviously it's this kind of stalemate right now between Tanev and you think whoever's yeah. trying to acquire him, it's the first round pick price. Like, mm-hmm. are you budging? Are you waiting until the very last moment and seeing if Calgary budges? <sighs> yeah. Like, I, I Are you looking elsewhere? Are you looking at Sean Walker type in Philly? Yeah. I, I, I don't know enough to know the huge difference between, especially like Walker – like Hannafin seems like the real prize right now, right? And Tanov, well, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say with Hannafin, it's just like you're not sure that he's gonna resign in Toronto. Yes, like he he has been pretty clear about wanting to play in America, right? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, I and like so. if you're gonna obviously have to give up a first plus if you're getting Noah Hannafin, and I then you're not re-signing them, then you've given up another first-round pick for another rental, and that's not my jam. I don't think that's what you need. Like, I mean, yes, it's not sexy, but we've shown that the the D is depth. Like, yeah. Morgan Riley's out. We've played our 10th defenseman today in Marshall Raffi, and they've been solid. Like, I'm not saying I know, I know. Marshall Raffi and, 
you know, like Maxime Lajoie yeah. need to be your five, six going into the playoffs. That's not what I'm saying no, at no, all, no, but no. like it's the depth has, has, has shown that uh, they're capable in, you know, I, I don't think it's like, oh, we need Hannafin or we're not going to make this run. I agree with you. Like, yes. Look at the right side. Look what the team needs. Like add there. Don't, don't just add because yeah, it's Hannafin's you're the better player, but you're he's a rental. If you're if you're not sure he's signing in Toronto, I think that's a bad move. I I would agree with you completely. It has to if you're giving up the first round pick, it has to come with term. So like if mm-hmm. I don't really care about the player per se, I just if you're gonna get a good player and you're gonna give up the first round draft pick, which is a very valued thing right now because we don't have many of them, uh, you you need to come back with term, and that's why like getting somewhere like Tanov, which won't take a first round pick. He's not as good of a player. I totally get that. Well, it might. It, he, they want a first round pick for Tanner, and don't. that's the thing. Do you think he's actually going to get a first round pick though? Like, like from who? I, I don't know. Maybe that, Florida, I, I'm Boston. worried from from us. Yeah, that's, yeah, they don't have a first round pick. Like, I'm worried that he's going to get it from us. Yeah. Like, I, I, uh, I think Brad. I just like has has his heart set, and if Calgary wants to just like play, like, all right, like we're going to wait and see. We're going to wait and see, and then if Brad freaks out where it's like deadline day and he just pulls the trigger cause he wants Tanev. Yeah. I can see that happening and I'm not really down with that. Yeah. Maybe I'm see being, if you can give out something else, maybe I'm being too surface about this joy though, but like there is this thing. So I cheer for the Buffalo bills when we hired Sean McDermott and Brandon B the head coach and the GM. I don't by the way. No, you don't. don't. No, you don't. I'm going to make this clear in a second here, but when they hired two guys that came from Carolina, guess what? We got a lot of Carolina players. A lot of depth Carolina signings came that way. When we hired Mark Shapiro for the Toronto Blue Jays, guess what? A lot of Cleveland Guardians start wanking their way to the organization, both both coaches and players. Now you're sure. you fuck Big Tree, and he's going to go to Calgary, and he's like, hey, I really like these guys. But a good question would be, why? Calgary's not a good team right now. It's kind of, it's, it's a little, it, I know I'm being very surface here. I know there's some talented players that if you move different places, they can be playing better. But it's not like, holy shit, we need more of what Calgary's got right now. Like, it's, I just, especially when you're trading a first round pick for an old man that is expiring, yeah. it's an expiring deal. And yes, we'll be coming to Toronto because supposedly because he's from Toronto and that's what he wants to do. But that's like a lot of assumptions. And it's just a little worrisome that we're just like, it just feels too clean, too neat. Yeah, and I just I'm not cool with spending a first round pick for a 34 yeah. year old yeah. ex- guy on an expiring contract. And like if you if he signs, then I don't know, maybe it's a different story. But I know, isn't it funny though? We, makes like, me nervous. A couple of years ago, we we're like, man, wouldn't it be great if all these GTA players came back to play in the GTA? And now everyone's like 36, and they're like, I want to play in Toronto. We're like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andrew Mangiapane, another one. Yes, That's why he's not that old, but he's he's much younger. But like another GTA guy, Frank Frank Sorelli uh, was got floating. The best last name in the league. He does. Mangiapane is a great. He bred is fantastic. Uh, Mangiapane and Noah Hannafin for it was like Nick Robertson the first and something else. I uh, yeah, did not like that deal. Yeah, I saw I did that. Not yeah. like that Frank deal. It was too that. much. Yeah. Too much given up. Uh, from uh, White Lightning, Silver Lightning, uh, Frank Cervelli. <laughs> from Evil Twin of Sheldon Keefe, Frank Cervelli. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I never thought about that. That's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Yeah, least successful brother. <laughs> All right, the Leafs uh, continue on the road. We got the Coyotes on Wednesday, the Golden Knights on Thursday, the Avalanche on Saturday. Ooh, crazy, big, crazy tough weekend. Then coming back home and getting the Golden Knights at home again. Um, this is funny. This is the last March for, when March first comes around, and this this is over. This yep. little Western Conference influx of that that we're playing. Uh, we're going to play the Coyotes again at home. Uh, we don't see, we only see one more Western Conference team for the rest of the year after wow. that. And it's the Edmonton Oilers uh, at the end of, of March. Of course. So 
we're only playing Western Conference teams to end the month here in February, and then when March hits, it's only Eastern Conference for the rest of the year, wow. other than one game against McDavid and the Oilers. Um, looking at the standings, are we headed for Leafs Bruins round four? Feels like it, right? It it, yeah, it definitely I feels think, like I it. I think we are. Yeah, I think we are. I, you know what? But isn't that the way it should be? Like it's like uh, exercise your demons. You know, you got to face yeah, them off. Eventually. I agree. There's no easy I teams. Agree. Like there's no like. Oh man, I really hope we get blank. Cause that's what we wanted Florida last year. And that showed us. Uh, so I think it's just like, you got to take who you play. Like that's totally fine. Yep. You get who you get. Yeah. Yep, um, that's better. And I do think we do need to beat Boston. If we ever want to go on a run, if we ever want to win it all, I think beating Boston kind of comes with that. Yep. And uh, you know, <laughs> let's do it. Throw me for another ride. Sounds Here so excited go. by it. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, 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 they're playing. Well, you know what? I will say they started out amazing. They, they were going to be the, one of the best teams ever. And then, you know, they've, they've not been playing well since Florida is on it. Yeah. And, they just beat Dallas, by the way. They did. God they won. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, Florida's on a hellacious streak right now. They look incredible. Uh, yeah, they do. So, you know, maybe this is actually the better of the two options. The biggest question will be Tampa. Because that's the fourth team in the Atlantic here that we're looking at, and are they going to are they going to buy at the deadline? Is a very interesting question. They're still hot. Like they they have been playing really well, and obviously they have a, a few more games in hand than we do. And, yeah. And you know, if you go by points percentage, they're in a wild card spot right now. But I mean, I think if you look at Tampa and you're like, all right, you're getting Florida in the first round. I know Florida just dummied them nine to nine to two, two or nine one or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think you know, I think John Cooper takes that challenge. Like. Again, like Tampa's, there's no easy outs in the East. So no. yeah, like just like you're saying, like even if you do go on a run here, you're still getting you're getting Florida or Boston in the first round because I doubt we're going to go on a, a, enough of a run and Florida pulls back that we win the division. Yeah. So yeah, Florida or Boston, maybe you can go on enough of a run that you get home home ice, but we'll which see. would be nice. But yeah, that's a pick your poison kind of situation. So yes, it is. <laughs> Oh, okay. Joey, are we yeah. ready to do this? <laughs> like, is, yeah. I just realized it was my turn. Joey, are you ready to do this? <laughs> it's time for the numbers game. A game where I put Joey on the spot to see if you can remember. Leaves from Ares Past and what number they wore. Joey's currently 38 for 40. Oh, 38 for 40. But each player gets wrong between now and the end of the regular season. Joey will donate $10 to the You Can Play Project Foundation, working to ensure the safety and inclusion for all that participate in sports. Joey, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. We're going to go before the millennium. We're going to go to the year 1999. Oh. Uh, yeah. And uh, we're going to go back to a, a good team. A good team, 1999. And we're going to start a final four team. It is. Right? Yeah, they went to the conference final. Yeah. It's, it's actually really fun looking at that roster because uh, you're like, there's you can know the whole roster. It's just unbelievable. And so because of that, it should be relatively easy, right? So we're going to start oh, first okay. with a nice layup pick, someone we can talk about very fondly. He played 63 games that season, and his name is Curtis Joseph. Ah, yeah, Cujo. Yeah, yeah. I love. I, I love when you give Cujo that reaction. Jersey, so I know. I, I know. Ex- uh, like obviously, my last name is, or his last name is my first name. Yes. So uh, I got that jersey when I was a kid. Oh, uh, nice. My dad got me a, a signed Cujo jersey when I was a kid. Wow. So you also played I goal growing know, up. I did play goal. So number thirty-one. Number thirty-one is absolutely correct, Cujo. Okay, nice. Uh, incredible goaltender. Sixty-three games that season. That's amazing. The best. Yeah. The best. Number two, the second player here, not number two. Don't worry. I'm giving you, you now have 98 different options now because it's not number two. Uh, but this person played 82 <laughs> games. He played every game that season. 
Uh, I'm going to look for Jonas Hoagland's, please. Jonas Oh, Hoagland. I know this one. You do? You knew that so quickly yeah. off the top oh, of yeah. your head. Oh, yeah. Whoa, okay. Well, give, give one every one every second at home because maybe they don't know it as fast as you. Jonas Hoagland, everybody. Joey, lay it on us. 14. 14 is absolutely crap. How did you know that so quickly? I, I know yeah, well, Jonas Hoagland. <laughs> I guess this is the point of the game. <laughs> How did you know that? Yeah. I'm good at this. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> wow, Jonas Hoagland. Wow, he is up 40 for 42 on the season. Just incredible. All right. Moving on, some NHL news. Uh, I wrote down Jack Hughes' brattiness. Oh, yes. I saw that play. Um, and, hey, I'm cool with, you know, anyone getting mad and smashing their stick. I have no problem with that. Like, whatever. You know, I've thrown things in sports <laughs> the what i didn't like was him throwing it on the ice like as in like a go pick that up type oh thing. yeah yeah like yeah, that was just super bratty yeah yeah that was super bratty um he seems like he's like you know his he, developing into this heel what, what did he say the other day like people pay people to see pay me to play, see me play. yeah that's and then they lost 2-1 yeah yeah he was saying it from the be- uh, from the penalty box to the other player and i forgot who it was but he was saying yeah they people come to see me play and you're like okay maybe maybe say that if your devils are in a playoff spot little jackie boy <laughs> people come to see they me just, play and they'll be very disappointed when we don't make the playoffs yeah that's that's a, yeah like you're just sitting what 10th in the conference mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. ninth like i don't know you need to be showing a few more results, I think. Uh, team results before you can say shit like that. I don't know. It seemed like a, a little bratty to me, but it definitely did. Maybe I'm getting old. No, maybe I'm getting old. No, I, I think that's it. I, you know, the slamming your sticks on the the boards or on your bench. The only thing I could keep thinking about, and I can't remember the player. Remember when that when a player smashed a stick against the uh, on his on his bench and he broke the backup goaltender's hand because he had his hand over the boards. Oh. I'm trying to think of who it was. That's all I could think about every time someone comes back to their bench and smashes their stick. I'm like, ah, okay, good. I um, remember a player, I think it was I think it was a Florida defenseman. Thomas Falcoon was the goalie. I know that okay. for sure. So he was either playing for Florida or Nashville at the time, but I think it was Florida. Basically, they got scored on, and the defenseman go, went and uh, two-handed the stick, or meant to two-hand the stick against the post in frustration and clipped Falcoon oh, in the head. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, like, obviously, I mean, no one got hurt in Jack Hughes's uh, bratty rant. Just like the throwing of the stick on onto the ice, it's just like, what are you doing, dude? Oh, it's so yeah. It's I I like. <laughs> I'm glad I I'm glad you said the heel thing because yes, maybe he's just embracing his uh, his villain you know, era. And that would be great if, uh, if the devils have some personality and having like a star like that. But yeah, it is. Uh, it's a little petulant child thing. Um. Two other things I want to talk about for NHL stuff, or just news in general. Can we talk about okay. uh, the PWHL Toronto uh, selling out Scotiabank? 19,000 oh, plus yeah. people. on Bay Street. Unbelievable. Uh, they've been so hot, man. Yeah. Like, they have been so hot. Natalie Spooner is leading the league in goals. Like, uh, they have just rattled off wins. It looked like they were going to have a tough first year. They, uh, Kristen Campbell and Nett was... Uh, kind of swimming there at the mm-hmm. beginning of the season. Yeah. Toronto is the bottom of the standings. Uh, they have rattled off a bunch of wins in a row now, um, beating teams like Montreal and New York and yeah. Minnesota. Uh, really good teams. I mean, Minnesota looks like they're going to – and Montreal look like they're the cream of the crop yeah. of the league right now, but Toronto's coming. Um, 
they need to change their arena for next year for sure. Absolutely. No, for sure. And I, I don't know what anatomy the, is too small. No, for sure. They gotta, they gotta go to Coke or they gotta do something or, you know, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's, but, it, but that many people showing up tough day for people that uh, say women's hockey can't be successful. Cause that was, that was awesome to see. It was nice and loud. It was accessible. People were able to get in. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, nice really three cool. Nothing win. Yeah. Jesse Confer breaks the uh, stalemate late in the third and then, they take over from there, Hannah Miller, and then an empty netter. Awesome. Uh, awesome. They've got a few games left, I think 15, 16, 17. Like, I'm excited when that gets into the playoffs. Like, that'll be, uh, that'll be exciting. And I, it, it might, uh, coincide with, I mean, depends on how deep of a run we go on, but it could be, uh, some serious buzz in the city. Yeah. Some the hockey. Bars, the bars will be busy. The beers will be flowing. Yeah. Playoff hockey, both, both, uh, both leagues, which would be really great. The other one I just wanted to say was uh, Justin Hollis uh, comfortably put himself in the seventh D position for the Red Wings. I know this is not news by any means, but it is me going, I was wrong. <laughs> he signed a three-year, $3.4 million deal. Ooh, not not good. Not not great. I feel for my boy Justin, who I definitely defended all the time on Toronto. So, Yeah, well, it's not as bad as Klingberg's 4.1. That's a really good point. Although I guess I guess that's off the books. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. Right he's, now he's yeah, on Robot Island somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All righty, uh, let's continue this road trip. Have a a good week against the Coyotes, the Golden Knights, and the Avalanche. That should be fun. Three Ooh. cities: Arizona, Vegas, and Colorado. Damn, that sounds like a fun little road trip. That is a fun road trip. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, like makes you like want to think one year when you're like in your late thirties, early forties, be like, hmm. Maybe do one of those road trips. Yeah, some golf in there too. Like that sounds great. Oh man, yeah. yeah. We need to, next time the schedule comes out, like whatever, we should take a look at that because that that would be a great yeah. trip. Yeah, that would be a great trip. All right, I think that's all the time we have today. If you made it this far, we appreciate the hell out of all you good buds. Thank you so much for listening. And go Leafs, go. Keep it rolling, baby. Go Leafs, go. down when you're back down in Mexico I hope you feel better like you wanted to then I know we haven't talked I know we haven't talked in a while but my hands have missed the feel of your cold black hair Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!